Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg where we believe that marketing strategy should be in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball and Allison Carter, and I am bored of doing this podcast. You know, I'm sorry that you're bored, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I tell our customers. Get over it. <laughs> okay. Good. Now that I got over it, I'm suddenly re-engaged. Problem solved. Okay. Well, and you know that um, as your boss, I can tell you that, <laughs> but working with clients, it's a little more challenging. Ah, uh, you still usually tell them nicely to get over it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the subject of today's conversation is... Uh, as business owners, we have just a little bit of that shiny toy syndrome. And after we've worked on something for a couple of months, it loses its luster. Maybe it's taking longer to catch on mm-hmm. than we thought. And we get bored and stop working on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there, there's an expression that I think really applies here. You know, behind every overnight success is about 10 years of hard, grueling, constant work. If you want to be successful in your marketing, it takes time and effort and energy and often money to lay the foundation. And so as you're, and and now's a really good time to be thinking about this, as the year is winding down and you're looking at next year and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to start blogging, I'm Mm going to do newsletters, I'm going to do email marketing, and I'm going to do a podcast and social media too. And all of those things are really good. Now's a good time to do a little bit of planning so you don't lose momentum next year. You know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to go against your advice. You shouldn't start all of those things at once. You're going to fail at multiple things. Congratulations. Start at one thing. Start with your blogging. Start with your social media. I probably would do blogging before social media, but you know, you can mix that up. But if you try, it's like if you say, I'm going to go to the gym every day. and I'm going to work out for an hour every day. Maybe you get a week, but at the end of that week, your muscles are sore, you're exhausted, and you hate the gym so much, you never go back because you're burned out already. Trying to eat the entire whale of marketing at once has the exact same effect. You know what? Uh, I think you're absolutely right. Last, Last New Year's Eve, I had half a dozen things on my list that I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to walk more. I wanted to take a photograph every day. I wanted to do um, more writing. I wanted to spend time with friends. Oh, yeah, there was the losing weight. There was going to the gym. There was all of these things. And I even wrote it down every day and checked off a list for that first week or two, which is so unlike me, when I did those things. And I realized very quickly that I had taken on too much. Um, And I picked one thing that is now a habit. Mm -hmm. And so now as the year is... Rolling to a close, I can go back and look at that list and go, what am I going to add next year? But even if you, that really applies if you're going to be doing the marketing in-house, if you or your staff are going to be doing the blogging or the social media or whatever, but people are often surprised to find that even when they're outsourcing it, they tend to run into the same kinds of issues with interest and consistency. Absolutely, because even when you're working with an outside company to do marketing, If you want your marketing to be genuine, Mm -hmm. you have to be giving them pictures. You have to be telling them about things that are going on in your business. You've got to be giving them a list of your new customers for them to reach out to. 
You've got to, you know, you've got to be doing things as basic as approving the stuff that they create. And I think that it takes people off, two things take people off guard. The first is how much time that can take out of your day. Even the best writer or the best designer is going to do things that you want tweaked. Some people are more hands-on, some people are more hands-off, but it's very rare to have a customer who's just like, yeah, that's all fantastic, put it up. Usually it's, oh, I wanted to make sure that you mentioned X feature, or, you know, I wanted this to be, you know, we updated our logo, use this version. There are always going to be those little tweaks, and fixing them will take more time than you think. The second thing that surprises people is, especially with content marketing, you usually will not see many results, but certainly not terribly drastic results overnight. It is a slow climb. And typically, and this will vary by industry, but typically we start seeing a real shift mm -hmm. around the third or fourth month. And that's also, and, and it, it's, it's maddening because you start to see the web traffic pick up, mm -hmm. you start to see the engagement, you start to see all of the pieces starting to move in the right direction at exactly the same moment the business owner gets distracted and starts mm -hmm. working on something else. And so I think that's the other thing is that if you're going to jump into any kind of marketing, you've got to give it a fair shake. You've got to give it, in most cases, six months to really see, you know, was it an anomaly the first month that was really great and then it fell off or it was really awful and then it got better. But six months usually for most businesses will shake the dust out and you can really see, is this going to have an impact? So, if you have a business that is a little bit seasonal, mm -hmm. or, well, or you're thinking about getting started in a month or two, what do you do now to get ready or to take advantage of some of the slow times as far as your marketing goes? Well, you know, it's funny. We work with a lot of HVAC clients, and, you know, we started with several of them in September and October when the weather was still mild. They were super responsive. I would have guys that would email them, and I'd have emails back in minutes without fail. Now, I can't get them on the phone for love or money because it's cold now. Now, people are having more and more service calls. They're busy. So if you know that you have a natural lull, in your cycle, you need to be like a little chipmunk storing nuts for the winter. <laughs> you know you're not going to have time to do it later, so you've got to get all of your little ducklings in a row now. As much as you can work, either put content away yourself, work with your writer or your outside marketer to get ahead, the more you can do that, the happier you'll be in your busy season. You know, the very first year I did an email newsletter and I was just starting out and I was only going to do it once a month, I actually sat down because they weren't really newsletters. There wasn't anything necessarily timely. I actually sat down in December when the phones weren't ringing mm -hmm. and I wrote an entire year. It was only 12 mm -hmm. articles and I stacked them up. Now we don't work anywhere near that far ahead anymore and I think that um, I think that's a little extreme. That is extreme in some cases, but I think in others there are things you want to have in your marketing the flexibility. Yes. Um, but having what I call evergreen content, mm -hmm. that article that you can drop into a newsletter or a blog post mm -hmm. any time of year, mm -hmm. having that 
kind of, again, stored up like a chipmunk. I love the, the image of the little cheeks bulging out. <laughs> um, but I think anytime you can do that, it, it's going to work to your advantage. Absolutely. And I think that even if you don't want to get the content itself ready, it's still a great time to work on a content calendar. Because for me, the hardest part of writing is figuring out what to write about. So by simply having a calendar that you can refer to, you take some of the anxiety out of that. You don't have to worry, oh my god, what am I going to write about? What's going on? There's nothing new in my business. You just have the simplicity of cutting right to the chase, sitting down at the keyboard, and transmitting the knowledge from your head to the screen. The other thing that really works well if you've got a calendar is you can kind of, okay, in the old days I would have file folders and I would rip things out of magazines and I would, in Allison's Making Faces, barbaric, you know, that whole ripping paper thing, but I would, I'd be sitting on an airplane and I knew that I wanted to do an article about fashion trends. Mm -hmm. And I'd see a cool article in a magazine and I'd rip it out and I'd go back to my office. I could drop it into that folder. Mm -hmm. Maybe I saw a picture. Maybe maybe I just had an idea in a meeting and I jotted mm -hmm. a note. Well, today, I have a different style of file folders, mm -hmm. but I still have file folders. I still see something of interest and I either copy it or save the link in a file that says blog ideas interesting resources. I think that's a good first step for gathering the inspiration, but I'm going to recommend that people take the next step and, and say, I'm going to write, you know, this kind of post. You don't have to have the title. You don't have to have anything thought out. Just, I'm going to write a, a post about topic X and aspect Y. And the reason I don't think that just saving the article is quite enough You'll forget what unique angle you wanted to pursue. You will not go through that list. Links will get broken, and you won't be able to find that content again. So I'm going, that's a great first step. You know, throughout the year, that's something that you should be doing. But when it comes to writing your content calendar, I think you need, that's when you break open the folder, look at all of the things that you've accumulated, and take the next step. Absolutely. And then, but then the other place where it comes in handy is if I know that I'm going to write a blog post about um, dog training. And I know that that's coming up. I don't know exactly when. If I'm flipping through and I see a great photo mm -hmm. of a dog being trained, I know, hey, I've got a blog post I'm going to write about dog training. That's a great image. Mm -hmm. Or And make sure you have the rights to use it. Um, but, uh, you know, and maybe it's, you know, oh, that's an interesting article on dog training. That would be a nice secondary source. And so you start bundling your calendar with some of the tools that you need to deliver that content. Absolutely. You know, that's exactly what I used to tell people to do um, as far as writing a business plan. You have the 10 sections of your business plan, and you have a half a dozen questions in each section. And instead of sitting down and trying to write your whole business plan, go through, gather up information from all sorts of places, and drop it into those supporting sections. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes it Be a lot easier. Be careful with that. That sounds like an easy way to lead to plagiarism. That's something that gets a lot of students in trouble. They put it in there, and then they forget to cite it. They forget it's not theirs. Be careful with that. Absolutely. Um, what I... Uh, and 
if you are doing an emphasis one week, we have a, we have a client we're going to be working with, and we're going to have themes during a month. And so, um, because it's a men's product, we might do the month of November on mustaches. So, collecting photos, collecting articles that I can then put on their social media page and link to to add color and fun and, and credit those other sources. But again, to give yes. that yes, absolutely. Um, remember that uh, the internet is really not as invisible as I think people think and it is really easy to find your content on other people's websites don't steal don't 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 um you're find better something. than that you're worth it absolutely your business is worth it and um there is always your unique angle it's okay to say you know i found these three articles i thought they were interesting now tell me why you as a professional an expert in your field thought these articles were interesting. What's the one takeaway that I should have as I'm looking at it? It's okay to be a content curator, but but you want to add your unique perspective. There's got to be, you've got to be adding value, or quite honestly, I'm going to go to that site, I'm going to bookmark that site, and I'm going to skip over you completely. Absolutely. All right, so other things that you can do as you are trying to stay interested and stay engaged. Set appointments with yourself or with your marketing team to get stuff done. I know that I say this a lot, but if you don't treat your marketing like it's important, it's not going to get done. And again, in this case, done might be approving content from a marketing team. It might be producing the content yourself. It might mean talking, you know, being interviewed by your content creator. It can mean any number of things. Whatever needs to get done, make time to do it. So that, so that kind of wraps up today's conversation. Hopefully we've motivated you a little bit to plan ahead for your marketing for the end of this year, rolling into next year. If you'd like more information on marketing, content marketing, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.